in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you are not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Welcome back. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to a bonus episode of Christine's FLR podcast. This episode was first heard on my Patreon and the Wisdom app. Search at Christine Kellogg for both. Now, let's get into it. The discussion today that I want to talk about is I had posted, I use TikTok as a platform for free advertising for my podcast. And I post snippets of the podcast on TikTok. And you never really know what you're going to get there. TikTok is mildly toxic. Some people are quite brave behind a keyboard. And I posted, I don't know. Oh, it was like, it originally started as it was a video about, I was talking about my female led relationship and somebody made a comment about how they prefer as the man to be the breadwinner in the house, or it was something along those lines. And I made a comment stating that that's totally fine. I mean, it just because you're in a female led relationship doesn't mean that you have to take a step down from your career. Apparently that video is still in the wild and I got a comment from somebody and I probably handled it the wrong way, but I thought maybe I should address this just in general, mainly because this comment has me all kinds of fucking fired up and I don't want to start a pissing match on TikTok. So I'll give my opinion and then if people want to reach out and talk to me about it, we can address it that way. Here is the comment that has me all kinds of pissed off. It says, we can't can't ignore the statistics that when women lead, majority of the time they leave. This is why men can't take, this is why men can't take that chance anymore. 80% of divorces are initiated by women who are educated. So it is. So is it really evolution? It sounds more like de-evolution. Of course, I responded to the TikTok with a Shit's Creek sound saying this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I stand by that reaction. However, I would guess that this comment is coming from a place of hurt. This person has probably been fucked over by a woman, would be my guess. 
because hurt people try to hurt people. That's just how it goes. So maybe reacting that way was not of my most gracefulness or of me being, I mean, I should show some grace, but I do need to get this off of my chest because initially the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, so because a woman gets educated, that means de-evolution. Like that pisses me the fuck right off. Women have every right to be as educated as a man. We have equal fucking rights. Plain and simple. However, I did go to my old friend Google to Google these statistics. One, to make sure that they were fucking accurate. And two, just to get my own information. So 70% of divorces are initiated by women, not 80 Not that the 10% is huge, but the statistics I found said 70% are initiated by women. Now, of those women that initiate the divorce, among the college-educated women, this number jumps to 90%. So I suspect that's where this person's 80% came from, somewhere falling in the middle of that. Now, the first thing that strikes me is These women are out getting their education, doing better for themselves, learning how to support themselves, and realizing that they deserve fucking better or that they deserve to be treated better by their significant other, right? And this is not me bashing men because I obviously know that there are amazing men out there. I fucking married one. Like, I am aware this is not me bashing men because, like I said, I know there are good men out there. I also Googled the top three reasons women ask for a divorce. This is quite interesting. They feel held back. Do you think that has anything to do with their husband feeling threatened by the fact that they are succeeding in their education and their career and are worried that they are going to outgrow them. Is that a possibility? Here's an idea. Fucking have a conversation. Talk about it. Communicate. Women take more of the emotional burden. Now, I think this has everything to do with how women are wired. We are the mothers. We are the nurturers. And this isn't putting all women in one category. I'm just saying in general. I'll say I'm speaking of me specifically. I am very emotional. I am the mother. I am the nurturer. I take on a lot of emotion and I overthink the fuck out of things. It's just how I'm wired. And I would like to think I'm not alone in this. I think there are other women that feel the same way. The third reason was no longer tolerate consent, no longer tolerate consistent, unacceptable behavior. So like I said, these women are out there getting their education, learning how to stand on their own two feet, being independent, and realizing they deserve more respect. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to ask for a divorce. It means you need to communicate with your partner and tell them how you're feeling. However, men tend to be a little insecure. My ex-husband fucking hated that I made more money than him most, well, our entire relationship. I always made more money. 
in my job than he did in his. And sometimes I was working two or three while being pregnant. I have a different work ethic than he does. However, it intimidated the fuck out of him that I made more money at one job than he did. It is what it is. But he felt like he was less of a man. And I don't think that's true at all. It would have been great if he could have done things around the house to help out while I was working my fucking ass off, but that didn't happen. So, yes, big shock, everybody. I asked for the divorce from my first husband. However, there were so many things that went into that. It wasn't just because I wasn't being treated well. There were other circumstances and things that I didn't want my kids to grow up with, and I chose a better life for us. And because I did that, he is a much better person to this day, and he will tell me that he appreciates that I did that because it, uh, it made him, it forced him to get his shit together. So my whole point to this is, you know, there's a lot of stigma attached to my female-led relationship. And this specific part of this comment that says when women lead, they leave. I don't believe that's the case. I believe if you have a strong foundation, you have communication, you're communicating your feelings, whether they be good or bad, and both parties. That means that if you are the woman in the relationship, you're getting an education, your career is starting to take off, check in with your husband and see how he is feeling. Talk about those feelings. There can be some big feelings with that. You know, I mean, I think that to a certain extent, men are wired one way, women are wired another. And all through society or all through evolution, whatever it is, men have always been seen as the provider. And when they don't feel like they're able to provide in a monetary form or a monetary fashion, they feel like less of a man. And that's straight up bullshit. But what I can say to you men out there, if your wife is the sole provider or is the main income earner in your house, it's okay to be a stay-at-home dad. It's okay to be, or you know, whatever the case may be, find what works for your relationship, but don't ever feel like less of a man. If you ask me, it takes more of a man to support his woman and do the things that need to be done around the house or whatever and still feel good about themselves. That makes you an amazing partner, an amazing husband, whatever you want to say. And I'm sure I'm going to get some shit for this because everybody has an opinion about this. I just had to get that off my chest because I was extremely pissed when I got that comment because it really seems to me that there's a lot of people that think this way. And I think that it's so untrue. Any relationship you're in, if you have good communication, you're communicating your feelings with each other, whether it's an, a female-led relationship, any other lifestyle dynamic or whatever, communication will stop a lot of things from progressing. Another thing that my good friend Google told me, what is the number one cause of divorce? The most commonly reported major contributors to divorce were lack of commitment, infidelity, and conflict and arguing. The most common final straw reasons were infidelity, domestic violence, and substance use. More participants blamed their partner than blamed themselves for the divorce. Now, I will take ownership 
for my part in my first divorce. And that is not an easy thing to do. We did not necessarily have conflict and arguing, and there definitely wasn't infidelity. He was loyal to a fault, as was. I mean, that just wasn't something that was part of it. But I think if there is good communication, there you're not going to get to the infidelity part. The lack of commitment could be, it's a broad term. But if you if you are communicating your feelings, I don't think that you would get to a point of infidelity. You would either communicate how you're feeling, agree to work on it, or agree to separate ways. I mean, if we could just all communicate as adults, which is really hard. God, I get it's really hard sometimes. But communication, I think, is the biggest reason. I think everything boils down to a lack of communication between partners. And I also looked up what the top number of years, like when people divorce, what the most common statistic is or what the years are. Um, While there are countless divorce studies with conflicting statistics, the data points to two periods during a marriage when divorces are most common, years one through two and years five through eight. Of those two high-risk periods, there are two years in particular that stand out as the most common years for divorce, year seven and year eight. Um, I've always heard that the first year of divorce is the hardest, and I will say from my first marriage, I mean, it was all in just whatever, but with my current husband, um, year one was really hard, and it had everything to do with having a blended family. And there were so many other elements involved. But I will tell you, we stuck it out. We communicated to the best of our ability. We've grown a lot in our communication, but we communicated and we made it through. And it was rough, but we made it. And we are in such a good place with with all of our kids. And, you know, everybody's getting along. And I'm so glad that we did have the ability to communicate as minimal as it may have seemed then compared to now, but we made it through. And I, oh, I just, I feel like I keep repeating myself, but holy fuck, communication is so important. And I've never had better communication than I have in my female-led relationship. And yes, I am dominant, but there is never a time where I have thought, gosh, I'd really like to divorce this fucker. Or I, I've just never had those feelings with him. I mean, everybody has their ups and downs, but I honestly can't remember the last time we even argued. Like, we don't argue. If something's irritating us, we talk about it. Or we go off and do something else until we're cooled down enough to talk about it. But even that, I can't, sitting here right now, I can't think of one thing that he does that pisses me off. And, and listen, if this was 15 years ago, I could give you a laundry list of things that just sat and festered and built up because I never talked about them. And look where that got me. Whew, I feel much better. The whole moral of this whole thing is women in general deserve to be treated with respect. And I think part of why it's more with the educated women is because 
they don't know how to advocate for themselves. And they get out and realize that they deserve much better. So his comment about men can't take that chance anymore, I guess my message to any man that thinks like that would be pay attention to your significant other. Support her. And if you are feeling insecure about something, talk to her about it. Discuss why you're feeling insecure and the two of you can figure out a way to work through it. That whole comment just screams that women should be uneducated and at home cooking and cleaning. And I fucking hate that. I hate that so much. I hope this was helpful. It was helpful for me. I hope everybody is having a fantastic day. And I hope this was helpful. Everyone have a fantastic week. We will chat soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I sincerely hope that something that was said in this episode was useful to you. As always, all of my contact info is in the show notes of this episode. And if you'd like to support my podcast, please find me on Patreon. Your support is truly appreciated. Have a great weekend, be a good human being, and take care of each other. Mwah!